You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. The title of my message this morning is Roar Back because we're going to roar back. You see this? This is a... Come on. Kelsey, Kelsey actually uh, made this graphic, and, and I love this because when I see this, 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 this is what, listen, how many of you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you? Come on. I want you, when you think of the Holy Spirit, I don't want you to think of some like weird ghost thing. I don't want you to think of like some aura. I want you to think of this. I want you to think of the lion because the lion is inside of you. And when you roar, that is what's happening is you are, there is a collective church of a roar going, hey, Satan, I know your name and you're out. You're out. You're defeated. You're gone. Flee in Jesus' mighty name. And so we're going to roar back this morning. Uh, open your Bibles, if you have them, to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Most of you are familiar with this portion of Scripture. We grew up listening to the story of David and Goliath, right? It's a common. We, we've heard about it. It's the little guy taking on the big guy, right? And, uh, and so it's, it's one of those that you don't even have to have gone to church. You've heard the story, David and Goliath. It's epic. It's, it's, it's absolutely, you know, it's, it's the underdog of underdogs. It's absolutely epic. And this, the story pretty much goes like this. The nation of Israel is at war and, uh, and the, the Israelite army is on this side of the valley and the, and the Philistines are on this side. And the, they have this big, huge giant, right? His name is Goliath. And every morning he would come out uh, and he would, and he would essentially say, Hey, come at me. Who's, who's big enough? Who's strong enough? I'm, I'm the champion warrior. And if you have somebody who you think could, could maybe match up against me, dare you to send him and I will fight him. And whoever wins, then I will, if you win, then we will be your slaves. And if we win, then you will be our slaves. Come at me, bro. Right? And so, and so this happens for, for 40 days, for 40 days, Goliath comes out shouting, taunting, and, and what he says is he says, I'm the champion, but you are only servants of Saul. I am the champion, but you are only servants of Saul. And, and every time that they heard this, the, the Bible says that the, that the Israelite army was deeply shaken with fear. That they were that they were paralyzed with fear. That they were deeply shaken. How many of you know that our nation and our world has been deeply shaken? Right? Our, our country, our state is deep. Listen, I have been going to the grocery store every single day, just hoping that there's a square. I just need I just need one stinking square. I just need one like uh, uh, you know. So what we're doing at our house, if you're curious, just to give you some visual, um, is, uh, is we are um, trying to poop less. <laughs> and, and then we're just trying to, then once we do poop, uh, then we want to try to get that all out. Uh, and, then, and then, you know, have like, a, anyways. Anyways, yeah. But things, things are getting real. People are afraid. People are afraid, and uh, and the thing that the thing that I think is so interesting is forty days, forty days. Goliath is shouting and taunting at at the nation of Israel, saying, "I'm the champion. You're nothing but servants of Saul." 
I'm the champion. You're nothing but servants of Saul. And then they would run away in fear. It's interesting because why didn't they just stay at the camp? Why didn't they just stay at the camp? 40 days, they're camping, and then they go to the battlefield, and then they run back home. Can I just tell you, church, it doesn't matter what you say in the camp. It matters how you show up at war. We're not a church that's just going to talk about faith. We're a church that's actually going to act in faith. We're not a church that's just going to say that God can do the miraculous. We're a church that believes that he will do the miraculous. So we're see, you can't just say it in the camp. It matters what you, how you show up on the battlefield. Come on, somebody. Here we go. <laughs> 40 days, 40 days, and Goliath is just self-glorification all over the place. I'm the champion. I'm massive. I'm huge. I've got a big sword. If anybody wants to come at me, come at me. And 40 days, the Israelites are like, oh my gosh, you're right. You're so big. And they run away scared. What's happening? What's happening? For 40 days, Goliath gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and the nation of Israel gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Why? Because they are listening to what this man is saying, and they're forgetting what God has said about them. And they're so, so I can just see as they, you know, they show up on day two, and they're like, we're ready to go, and then he comes out, and they're like, oh, just kidding, and they run away. And then at camp, I can just see they're at camp and they're, you know, they've got their hot dogs, they're grilling their hot dogs. Well, just kidding, not hot dogs. Uh, lamb dogs. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and they're sitting around the fire and, and the stories of Goliath just get bigger and bigger. The stories just get, I heard that one time, you know, they were fighting this other nation and, and Goliath was out there. And I heard that they sent one of their warriors. He was a big guy. And, you know, he was like as big as Corey. You know, where's Corey at? He was like as big as Corey. He was, he was, you know, he was swole. And Goliath, and Goliath walked up to this guy. And I heard that he actually just took his pinky, jabbed it in his eye and took his eyeball out and then ate it. And then the big guy just ran away in fear. Like I'm telling you, Goliath is scary, right? Day five. At the campfire, they've run away. They're back at the campfire, roasting their, 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 their lamb chops. <laughs> their kebabs, their lamb kebabs, thank you. And the stories keep getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, I heard one time that they sent this little guy. They thought that maybe he could take his legs out. But Goliath picked him up and ate him whole. <laughs> Right, you, you can hear the stories getting more and more extreme, more and more extravagant. You can hear them getting more and more riddled with fear. How many of you know that there are people sitting on their couch watching CNN going, oh my gosh, it's getting so bad. Yeah. And, the, and the virus is getting worse and worse and worse. Meanwhile, the church is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Oh, we better stay home. We better not do anything. Listen. Listen, before I get going here, before I get going, I need you to understand. Listen, listen, I, need, I, I am not saying this thing isn't to be taken seriously. What I'm saying is that who are we going to magnify? What I'm saying is who are, going, who are we going to believe and who are we going to talk about? I don't have time to talk about a virus because I'm talking about my God who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the mighty one who is powerful 
powerful to protect and that he is faithful to protect me and my family. And so I'm going to worship and exalt and magnify my God. I'm going to be informed. Yes, I'm going to be wise. Yes, I'm going to, I'm not saying that Awakened Church is gonna go crazy and like ignore this thing and pretend like it doesn't exist. It does, we have to be careful. And so just as um, things might get wild and so you need to know my heart. I'm not saying be reckless. I'm saying stand in faith. All right, here we go. Goliath just gets, how tall was Goliath? 10 feet tall. He's 10 feet tall. Why? Because that's what we've heard in Sunday school. How many of you know that the church has actually made Goliath bigger than he really was? The Bible says he's over nine feet tall. Maybe he was only nine foot one. But we've decided to make him 10 feet tall. Listen to me, church. Why do we magnify things that are, like we've got to actually say, wait a second, it is big. He, he's big. He's over nine feet tall. Let's just respect, you know, the man. But let's not make him bigger than he actually is. Now, listen to me. Not just, you know, this is, this is true for all of us in everyday life. A lot of times we look at our debt. We look at our marriage problem. We look at our relational issue. We look at the, 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 the things that are around us, and we begin to just recite them, and they become our focus. And what we're doing is we're making those things bigger than God. They're making those things bigger than they need to be. And as a, as a people of faith, what our job is to do, not Ignore the issue, not pretend it doesn't exist, but rather instead of exalting it, we exalt God on high. That we put our praise and we put our amen on the word of God and not the word of CNN. That we look to our to the scripture and we say, I choose to believe the report of the Lord. That he is mighty, that he is strong, that he will protect, that he will keep us. That's what, come on somebody. The world would try to magnify the issue and minimize the church, and I refuse to let that happen. I refuse to be minimized. I refuse to just sit down and be quiet. I will stand up in faith and declare that my God is able. I will. All right, David. Come on, David. I love David. Yeah. How many of you like uh, our own personal David, Nathaniel? Let's go. In all seriousness, this guy's a mighty warrior. Mighty warrior. Yeah, I know you've, I mean, anyways, you're a boss. He was, he was a little bit of a boss, and then he married Heidi, and then he just went to another level. Just so you know. All right. In verse 26, David shows up on the scene. He wasn't invited to, to the party. He wasn't in, invited to, uh, to the scene. And so he's coming to, to visit and to see how everything's going and, uh, and maybe deliver some toilet paper and some bread. And uh, so he shows up. He shows up and, uh, and he starts hearing this, this Philistine just shouting these obscenities. And he's like, what in the world is going on? Who is this guy? Who does this guy think that he is? It says in verse 26, who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? See, it's interesting because because nobody corrected Goliath. He said, I'm the champion and you are just servants of Saul and everybody was afraid and nobody corrected him. But David, when he hears it, he goes, "Mm, that's not true. 
We are the mighty warriors. We are the we are the the army of the living God. That's who we are. We're not just servants of Saul. We are the army of the living God. He's saying heaven is behind us. He's saying it doesn't matter how big the giant is because our God is bigger. He's saying there's nothing that can stand in our way. He's saying if heaven is behind us, we can take the ground, we can battle, we can war, and we can take this giant right back to the very pit of hell where he came from. David's mindset was correct because he understood his identity. He understood who his God was and he understood who he was in the Lord. Chapter 16, the, the chapter right before it, he is crowned, he is, he is anointed king of Israel. He is, he is anointed king, he's probably 13 years old. He's like, what's that mean? I don't know, I'll figure it out, I guess. I guess I'm the king, right? I mean, I'm still a shepherd, but I'm the king, that's weird. I... But he understands that he is called and anointed to be the king of, the, of God's chosen people. So when he shows up at the battlefield, he's like, who is this guy? Who, who is this Goliath guy again? And why are we putting up with his crap? Because, because why would God anoint me as king? Why would he give me a vision? Why would he give me a promise if we're just going to die on the field? I don't believe that. I don't believe that that's true. So I'm going to, so who's that guy again? No, we are the army of the living God. Church, we are not simply a place we are not simply a community. We are the army of the living God. Understand your identity. You are chosen. You are called. You are anointed. You should stand up in authority and, and fight against the, 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 all of the demonic and all of the darkness and all of the sickness. We should stand up on who, with what, who we are. We are God's chosen people. Let's go. All right. Mm. Send it. It's <laughs> good. Verse 32, David says, don't worry about this Philistine. David told Saul, I'll fight him. He's like, I, I, I'm, I, I'm ready. I'm in for it. Let's go. Verse 33, don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way that you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy and he's been a man of war since his youth. In other words, hey, don't be ridiculous, church. This isn't a time to pray. This is a time to hide. This isn't a time to gather. This is a time to hide. Don't be ridiculous, church. Who are you to, to try and stand up in faith? You need to know your place, church, and you need to sit down and shut up and let the big boys handle the problem. But then the Bible says, but David persisted. At Awaken Church, we're going to persist. When the world around us says, shut up. When the world around us says, don't go. When the world around us says, oh, you just be, just go and hide. We say, no, we will advance. The kingdom of God will, our church will continue to grow and take ground. In fact, it's going to be in this season that we start to, you know, we're going to secure a building. We're going to continue to grow and advance. We're going to continue to preach the gospel to those who are, who are, who need the Lord. I'm telling you, this is not a time to retreat. This is a time to advance. We must persist. We must persist. David persisted. Mm. David persisted. Come on, somebody. 
I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from my flock, I go after it with a club and I rescue the lamb from his mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. One time, one time Lonnie and I were on a walk. I told the story at the camp out and I think I lost respect, but <laughs> Lonnie and I were walking and this cat, it was like 5.30 in the morning or something. It was dark and this black cat starts, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. put Lonnie in front of me and I'm like, get him. <laughs> And Lonnie's like, Meep. and next thing I know, we're both running. This little cat scared the. But David says, hey, when a, when a lion and a bear came and attacked one of my little lambs, I attacked it back. I went after it to save the lamb. I went after it to save the lamb. Church, there are people who are so ridden with fear right now, they're paralyzed, and they need the church to stand up. There is an attack on our people. There is an attack on the church, and it's time that Awaken Church stands up and goes to the rescue. And so how will we do that? We will go after that thing. We will grab it by the jaw, and we will club it to death. Let's go. Yeah, it's violent. Yeah, the church sometimes got to get violent. Listen, listen, if you see someone who's looking like they're sick, don't club them to death. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's not, thank you, yeah, this is important. Some people are like, oh, get my club, no. What I'm saying is the very thing that is used to attack is the very thing that the church has to go after. And a world ridden with fear we need to come at it with faith. All right, let's keep going. I've got to, I don't want to run out of time. <clears throat> he says, I've done this with both lions and bears. I like that. I've always thought that he just did it with a lion and a bear, that he actually, you know, he killed a lion once and he killed a bear once, but it seems like he's had several moments where he's attacked lions and bears. I've done this with, lion, with both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine too. You see, many of us, we've been through hard stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just think about Brinley. Brinley's walked through some stuff, some hard stuff. And so people are like, oh my gosh, the coronavirus. And she's like, I killed a lion and a bear. I ain't scared. I've been there, done that. I can. So yeah, if you're sick, don't be close, okay? But I'm just telling you right now, I'm not scared. Why? Because I've seen God deliver me in the past and I know that he will do it again because he is faithful and he is my protection and my God. Hmm. He says, the Lord rescued me. This is important. He wasn't like, hey, I'm not scared because I've been working out. 
I'm not scared because I'm a, I'm a certified lion wrestler. I can take him. Like, that's not why he was confident. He was confident because he said, the Lord rescued me. Because his confidence is in the almighty king. Because his confidence is in his God. And so he said, and then, and then you know, Saul's like, hey, wear my armor. And he puts it on and he's like, ah, oh, it's kind of heavy. It doesn't fit well. Thanks, but no thanks. And, uh, and then he goes out unprotected. He goes out unprotected. Or so it seems. See, don't be mistaken. David was absolutely protected. He was absolutely protected. Not with maybe a shield and armor, but he was protected by the angels of the living God. He was protected by the king of heaven's armies. He was protected by God himself. Listen, church, we have supernatural protection. We have supernatural protection. I love what, uh, how, how, how uh, um, Paul, in, verse, in Ephesians 6, he says this, Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on, the, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For you are not fighting against flesh and blood, our enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in dark places, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Church, we have the armor of God. He is protecting us. And no, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against the supernatural authorities of the unseen places and we will stand up in victory over those things he goes out to fight because he understands that he is protected I think oftentimes we take this and 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 what's more real the protection of God or a virus what's more real the problems and trials in our life or our almighty God what is more real What is more real? I think a lot of times, if you're honest, you act as if, and I act as if, the things that are more real are the giants that I'm facing rather than the God that I'm serving. We've got to stand up. We've got to stand up in faith and say, I am protected. I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. I'm going to do the right things. I'm going to follow the protocol. I'm going to do everything that I can do. And then I'm going to act and I'm going to have faith that God will do everything that he can do. I'm protected. I'm protected. Everyone say, I'm protected. Mm. Everything, everything first shifts in the spiritual. See, before this bug came in, did its, wreaked its havoc on our world. Things first were happening in the spiritual. First, it's the spiritual and then it's the physical. Things shift first in the spiritual and then in the physical. Things first shift in the spiritual and then in the physical. There's a physical reality that we are facing, but how many of you know that there's a underlining more important and even more real spiritual reality that's under the, that's under the current? And as a church, we will stand up in the spiritual and we will get victory in the spiritual and then we will see that manifested in the, in the physical. Goliath walked toward 
David with his shield and spear ahead of him, sneering in contempt at the ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog? He roared. <laughs> that you would come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give you, I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals, Goliath yelled. Goliath roared at David. Who do you think you are? What are you, a little dog? Why would you come at me? Many of you have giants in your life that are roaring at you and you're afraid to stand up to them because when they shout at you, they say, who do you think you are? I saw what you did last week. Who do you think you are? I know who you really are. Who do you think you are? I know all about your past. How dare you stand up to me? What can you do? My Bible is the NLT. I'm pretty sure it's, it's easy to read. That's why I like it, but it's translation might not be. Because my, my translation says in verse 45, it says David replied, but I'm pretty sure that he didn't reply. I'm pretty sure that he didn't say, um, excuse me, David. Excuse me, Goliath. That's a reply, right? If Ben's like, hey man, how you doing? And then I reply, I'm like, ah, pretty good. That's a reply. I don't think that David replied. I think David roared. <laughs> David roared back. David roared back to the Philistine. You come at me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come at you at the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Today, the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head, and I will give, and then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is one God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, that the sword and the spear, that this Lord of battle, and he will give it to us. God, it's time to roar back at the giant in front of us. It's time that we roar back. It's time that we stand up in faith. We will not shrink back. We will advance, and we will roar at the giant in front of us. Roar! I'm gonna close with this. As David moves closer to attack, sorry, as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran to meet him. He quickly ran to meet him, reaching into his shepherd's bag and he take out a stone and he hurled it and slung it in the, at the Philistine in the forehead. And the stone sank into, his, into Goliath's head and he stumbled and fell down on the ground. Goliath took a step and David ran at him. Those giants are going to take a step. We counterattack. 
we run back. We quickly, see, oh, you're coming. Okay, here we go. Let's go. We quickly run at him. We don't retreat. We quickly run at him. Now, listen to me. We talked about that protection, right? The, the armor of God. The armor of God that Paul talks about is based off of armor of the Roman soldiers. Breastplate, helmet, shoes, belt, sword. Listen to me, church. There's no protection on their back. They did this on purpose in the Roman army because they wanted their soldiers to be soldiers who attacked, not retreat. There's no protection on your back. Many of you have been getting attacked and you're feeling battle wounds. And I will tell you that it's not because God's not protecting you. It's because you're not facing the right way. Instead of going to the attack, you've turned around and retreated. And it's time that we as a church stand up, face the giant head on, run right at him and we attack. We go, we fight, we advance. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone. For he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. Guys, I got 13 seconds. That sword was forged, molded, hammered, sharpened, designed to put fear in the hearts of God's chosen people. That sword had one purpose and one purpose only, and that was to put fear in the hearts of God's people. And it was made and designed to kill anybody who would try to attack him. And guess what? David used that sword with one purpose, to cut off his head. He said, I know that sword was designed for my fate, but I will turn it around and I will kill you with it. Paul would say, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. What's he saying? We cut, him, we cut his head off with his own sword. The very thing that he's using to attack you, that's the very thing that we will use to attack him. We're not afraid, we're not worried. We say, come at me, I'll grab your sword. You wanna come at me with depression? I'll have the joy of the Lord. You wanna come at me with, a, with an infectious virus? I'm gonna come at you with an infectious word from heaven and it's gonna spread all over the world that God is king, that he is Lord of lords and we will not back down. We will not be paralyzed in fear. We choose faith and we will win because our God is the God of strength and of victory. He already won. He's not in heaven going, oh shoot, this virus has really got me. He knew. He knew. He's not afraid. So let's lean in to our God and let's worship his name. It is time for us to worship our God in the face of all of this turmoil. What are we going to magnify? I choose to magnify the Lord. I choose to worship my king. David is from the tribe of Judah. Judah means praise. David killed Goliath with his shouts of praise. 
He killed Goliath with his shouts of praise. And so regardless, if we're able to come here next week or if we're at home or if we're doing watch parties or whatever is going on, we as a church community will stand up and with shouts of praise and victory saying we will not back down. We will fight and we will claim victory over the giant in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Put your hands up towards heaven. Everyone stand up, put your hands up towards heaven. We thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, right now. I pray for anybody who's dealing with fear and anxiety. We cancel it in Jesus' mighty name. God, I thank you that you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God, I thank you that you reign on high, that there is nothing happening outside of your control. We trust in you, we love you, and we thank you. Right now, we pray for those who are affected. Lord, we pray for your healing power, that you would touch them. Lord, that you would heal them. Lord, we thank you, God. Help us, God, to be agents of hope, to be agents of praise, that we would shout out that our church would be a beacon of hope and of life, that you would make us shine in this dark season. We thank you for it, God. We love you. And everybody said, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.